Ever feel like you're doing this teaching thing alone? You don't have to be. Share Teaching is all about sharing the workload through the power of collaboration and teamwork. Together, we'll walk through all the difficult parts of teaching and learn how to streamline our processes, fine-tune our time management, and develop a more manageable workload. If that sounds like a dream come true to you, then welcome to the Shared Teaching Podcast. Let's share in the teaching to make those dreams a reality. Now here's today's Shared Teaching. Welcome back to Shared Teaching. You are listening to episode number 44, where today we're talking all about money activities that I personally use in my second grade classroom, and I've used them for many years, including when I taught in first grade, and they are still relevant and very useful today, especially as more and more students are seeing parents pay with debit cards and they have no idea about their coins. So if you missed the last episode, number 43, I talked all about how I do my coin identification. So you really want to make sure that you take a listen to that or go to the shareteaching.com website and you can go to um, podcast episodes and listen or read it there. So for today, you're also want to go to shareteaching.com forward slash money activities, and you'll be able to see pictures of these activities when you're not busy or driving, maybe listening to this podcast. All right, so let's dive right in. And we are going to talk first about puzzle activities. Now, puzzles is a really easy one. And it doesn't have to take a lot of time. And I use puzzles as a way to have students really focus on their coin or bill recognition. And they need to really study those pieces carefully to see how they put them together. So this really helps learn that identification of coins and bills because they're really studying each part of that coin or that bill that creates the puzzle. So it's super simple to create. So for the ones that you see in the picture, if you go to my share.com slash money activities post, is it's really simple. I just took a worksheet that had a nice clear picture that I liked, blew it up enough to be a puzzle size, and that was it. It came from a worksheet page does not have to be crazy hard, I'm telling you. So I copied it onto a heavier cardstock, cut it apart, and then I laminated it. That's what I always recommend. Cut things before you laminate. If you laminate it and then cut it, you don't have an edge that seals and it will lift up and then you'll spend time having to re-laminate it. So save yourself the step and just cut it first then laminate. So I did some really simple cuts, just like right in half, made like like two little triangles. And then I got a little crazier and I had maybe like four pieces out of a puzzle. I didn't make it too difficult. And then I just threw all the pieces together for all the coins in a little sandwich zip bag. And I add it to a plastic shoe box where I keep all my money activities and my loose coins. The second activity is clip cards. So clip cards are just task cards that you throw in a set of clothespins with. 
So you have the cards and the ones that I have, you can actually find in my store on Teachers Pay Teachers. My store is under Shared Teaching and it focuses on identification of coins and the dollar bill. So students are asked to find the matching front and back of coins and then after that, they're asked to like, they look at a picture of a nickel and they got to find the value. So they're looking for the one that says five cents and they stick a clothespin on it. So that is also really easy to do. And then I like to throw in a little half sheet that has kind of like a cheat sheet. So it's just showing them what are the different coin names, what are their values, and it's on a little half sheet of paper so they can check their work. So once they master that the identification, you want them to move on to counting denominations of coins of the same value. For instance, I start having them count using pennies. After they master pennies, they move on and count by fives using nickels. Once they get that, they move on to tens using dimes, and then I have them count quarters. I know counting by tens is easier for students than counting by fives, but I like to go in order of the coin denominations. So we go from the smallest amount to the biggest amount, and then that also helps kids recognize the nickel comes before the dime. Because if I'm teaching them the dime counting by tens, and then I show them the nickel counting by fives, they might start to confuse it because the nickel is a bigger coin, and most kids confuse the nickel with the dime. Okay, so the third activity is dice money activities. So dice games are always very engaging for students and very easy for them to play. One of my favorites is called Roll a Quarter. So I just created a quick little board game using a table in PowerPoint. I labeled it, I think it was like roll 25 cents or roll a quarter. And then you give them a pile of pennies and if you want, you could throw the nickels and the quarters in there too, but I like to have them come to me <laughs> and trade them out. So they roll the dice, they put that number of pennies on their board game. When they have enough for a nickel, they come up with their five pennies, they trade it for a nickel, and they, the nickel now goes in the last row on that board game because there's rows of fives on the board game until you get 25 squares. Okay? So... They roll, they roll, they roll, and then once they have all their nickels, they can trade it in for a quarter. If you want to step it up, you can have them trade their two nickels for a dime and work their way up until they get a quarter, but I just simply have them trade the pennies for a nickel and then trade all the nickels for a quarter. Now, when you have two kids playing it at the same time, they work side by side, and then they can kind of do like a rapid fire, rolling and counting to see who gets to the quarter first, and the person that gets to the quarter first is the winner. Another simple dice game I like to do is I glue some plastic coins to a die. So I just had some wooden alphabet blocks that I found at a dollar store. It's been so long, I can't remember. And I just painted it so it didn't look like an alphabet block, although it still does. <laughs> and I hot glued some plastic coins on each side of the die. So now I have a little dice that has all these coins on it. And I made um, a couple, so I have multiples. So the students just simply roll that die and they find the matching coin. Now to make it more challenging, they can roll the die and then they have to name the coin that they rolled before they find it from the pile. 
So this is a good one to have them work with partners to have that accountability. So the partner's hearing them name it and if it's correct or not correct. So maybe the partner has that little cheat sheet I talked about in the clip card activities. Okay, so the person rolls the die and then the partner can also name what they have to find. So um, my friend rolls and it pops up on, um, let's see, never mind. I don't know where I'm going with that. So let's move on. <laughs> I'm getting my games confused. Okay, so for the wooden die with the hot glue things, it's just very simple. You roll it, they find the name of that coin, or you roll it, and then they have to count the value. They can even like count up multiples of what they rolled and see how much money they have. So it really kind of depends how you want to play that one. It's very open-ended, so you can kind of configure it many different ways. So my last I say money activity that I was thinking about a minute ago is just to have a large pile of mixed coins and a die. And just a regular one through six die works for this one. So the students roll it and collect that amount of money. So they roll a six, they got to count out six cents. They roll and they got a three, they got to count out three cents. If you want to make it harder, you can throw two dice in there and then they're rolling it together. If they're working with a partner, the partner can name the coin that the person rolling needs to find. So for example, when your partner um, might tell them, you're going to find quarters and then you roll and then it comes up three, you got to find three quarters. If you're correct, then you get to keep those coins and then your friend takes their turn. Okay, my next activity is matching activities. And this is the last type that I have to share today. And matching games are also just like puzzles, super simple to make. The ones I created again came from a worksheet. I have an old, um, back in the day before there was Teachers Pay Teachers, I had an old workbook, the kind that you can still buy at Lakeshore, and I just photocopied um, a series of workbook worksheets that was in this workbook that all were very similar. So it had a big price tag, and then it had pictures of coins, and then the, in the worksheet, the kids had to draw a line to match the price tag to the coins that were in another price tag. So it was a matching game. And I thought, well, let me make it more interactive. So I photocopied it. I glued each one to an index card. I think because at the time I didn't have um, cardstock and they didn't really make cardstock in colors back back in the day. <laughs> I'm labeling myself here. I'm a little old. So you cut out them, you glue them onto index cards. And then also that way I could have, I made different color coding. So that worked well too. But anyway, the students just find the matching coins and the value to make a pair. So then there's also a giant pink pig. And I just found this pink pig as clip art in Microsoft Office or something like that. Again, this was probably a good like 12 years ago. And I blew it up enough to fit my piece of paper. And I made multiple counting mats. So it's really just an outline of a pig glued onto pink paper. And that is the counting mat. Then I typed up various money amounts and made little tiny task cards. So the students pile their task cards face down. They pick one off the top. Whatever value is on that card, they simply use the pile of coins to place on the pig to count it out. Now I like to pair them with a student that knows their coins and values because then they um, can definitely 
be more accountable to what coins they need and if they're doing it correctly so that their time practicing is useful and purposeful. They're not just throwing a bunch of money down and being like, I got it right, because there's no one there to check their work. Okay, so before starting some of these money activities in your own second grade class, I strongly urge you to assess students first on their coin identification. So go ahead and take a listen to episode number 43 to see how it's done, or go to shareteaching.com forward slash podcast, and you can look for episode 43 on coin identification. So always leave me a comment, leave me a review on iTunes. Let me know what are some of your favorite go-to money activities for second grade, and I will see you next time. Bye for now. If you've loved this show, then join me in sharing the teaching, hitting that subscribe button, and leaving us a review on iTunes, so we can be found by more teachers like you who are ready to start sharing the workload. I hope you've enjoyed this episode. Find new episodes each week on shareteaching.com. Thanks for listening to the Share Teaching Podcast. Podcast.